All right, guys. Welcome to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. And, of course, in the studio, it's a little lonely in the studio. In the studio, we've got Hot Rods and Happy Hour financial analyst slash numbers guru slash classic rear-wheel rear wheel drive Mopar lover, Richard Hoskins, the professor himself. What is happening, Spokane, Washington? That's what I'm screaming. Now, we're talking about today, I think we've got a great subject today. And everybody has seen this. And, now, and I mean, everybody knows, unless you live under a rock and don't have Wi-Fi, that... <laughs> I probably have one of the most notorious reps for selling cars online ever. But what kills me is the things that people say when they're selling and buying a car. It drives me nuts sometimes. And I even caught myself doing some of these things. That's true. That's true. Uh, I read some of these ads or talk to some of these people sometimes, and it takes me back to my first day at D&D Ford when even then like they're, t- they're teaching you all the lingo. I was just like, really? I tell you, you know, I've often thought about this before, Professor. But, you know, you worked for the same Ford store that I did. Now, how crazy would it have been if we had both been there? That would have been it. That place would have blown up. They would have had to shut it down when we left. Yeah, really. I mean, like, I know they eventually knocked the building down anyway, but. uh, They'd have just left Joe Williams' office standing. That dude took more naps at work than any one human being I've ever seen in my life. You mean he did more work during his naps? He was the only guy that people would come in and be like, Hey, Joe, I'm looking for a truck. We got one out front. Just come on in here. He would never get up and sell a car. Go get get the keys from the front and drive it. Let me know when you're ready. The sales managers, what do they call the the sales tower? What do they call it? The The oyster tower? Pit or the something. Pearl Tower or whatever, something. but you know what I'm saying. Because yeah. it had that kind of pearly looking stuff around it. But anyway, yeah, go on up there and ask, oh, what's his name for the keys? Come on back <laughs> when you get back. Tell him Joe said it's okay. Oh, that was life goals back then, man. I mean, that's some crazy stuff. And then the guy next to him, he was trying to get a paycheck. I don't even want to talk about that guy, man. Sore spot. You're talking about Rich the Preacher? Oh, Lord. Uh, oh, I, 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 words are coming that I can't say on yeah, there. Yeah, that guy. Um, but then we had another guy on the other side, Joe. I, I made him 40% of his salary the year that I worked there. <laughs> then you had the the other guy on the other side. That This was the kid that tickled me. He'd never sold cars in his life, but he was a big car dork. Like He, he knew everything. He could tell you fuel tank capacity, I mean, like, payload, anything you want to know, but couldn't sell a car to save his life from hell. So, I mean, like, he's a walking, he was a walking owner's manual. Are you sure we didn't work there together? (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I'm saying. But this guy, he actually got the phone book out when the Ford Edges came out. This is when I was there, when the Ford Edge came out. And he called everyone with the last name Edge (laughs) and told him, I've got a car with your name on it. And believe it or not, he sold one. You know. Do you know how many edges are in the phone book? A lot. Sometimes you got to throw a thousand darts to hit the board. Hey, this is blah 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 from TND Ford. We got a brand new car with your name on it, literally. You got that one soccer dad that pulls his socks all the way up. That probably thought that was just hilarious. Yeah, I mean, he got a sympathy sale. Poor kid. <laughs> 
How did you get my number? Well, I called everyone in the phone book. They found that one jackass that's showing off his new cars to all his buddies. Like, it's got my name on it. Yeah. I'm, ugh, I hated Ford Edges with a passion. I don't know. It's kind of a running joke between me and my buddy Brian uh, from the movie uh, Daddy's Home. Or that, no, that was, the, was that the Ford Flex or the Ford Edge? I don't remember. But uh, it, Either way, they both kind of suck. But you know. There was one at Greer um, a couple years ago when I went running 820s. An Edge? Yeah, they're EcoBoost V6s. It might have been a Flex. I don't know. The one that looks like... With the flat top? Yeah. Okay, that's not the Edge. The okay, Edge is the like flex. the little front-wheel drive thing. With the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah, that, not yeah, that. Yeah, that's like the, uh, it was like the, uh, what was what's, what was the Pontiac thing? The ugly Pontiac? Aztec? Yeah, it was like the Ford's version of the Aztec. Oh, I think yeah, they yeah, actually yeah. sold pretty good. I know, I know what good. it is now, yeah. Yeah, I think they sold pretty good, but, uh, I mean, I know one guy bought one for sure. Out of the phone book. Last name of Edge. I never sold one. I refuse. Like, somebody want to look at Edge, I'll be like, you see this young guy right here? He'd be more than happy to help you with it. Let me let me show you the Mustang. He's telling you the thread pitch on the lug studs. <laughs> <laughs> Old Rob's over smoking a cigarette leaning against the F-150s, you know? <laughs> Topping it. Come on, come on over. Come on over and see the Marlboro Man. <laughs> come see me when you're done with that Edge. <laughs> I didn't sell a lot of Mustangs either, though. That was like F-150s were my thing. F-150s focuses on Mustangs. was I sold a lot of Mustangs because I was like the Mustang guy because all the other guys were old and they didn't want to sell them anyway. Joe's like, I can't fit in that thing. Yeah, you know, he couldn't get his fat <laughs> self <laughs> into it. Uh, <laughs> Radio edit. And Rich didn't need to try to sell them because he knew what it was going to. And all he had to do was go to the sales manager and say, I talked to that guy last week. Well, uh, damn it, I sold him a car today. I hate those guys. <laughs> All right, don't try to cut in on my sale. Oh, man, he did, like, probably half my sales. He got half my money. It's like seven ways from something. Like, I know this guy from somewhere. So I hate that with a passion. I held the door for it. that lady back in 2004. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, here's half my money. I sold her a car today. Uh, oh, man, I used to get so mad. And you couldn't cuss because he was a preacher. <laughs> Says who? Well, <laughs> I think me and him had a couple come to Jesus meetings while I was there. But anyway, we might have shut the office door. We didn't want to talk too loud because we'd wake Joe up. But you know, don't want to cut in on his nap. <laughs> he gets mad. He gets cranky. <laughs> he gets cranky. The only time I ever seen him move is when he's walking in with a cup of coffee, walking out at lunch to smoke a cigarette, and coming back to his office. That's it. That's pretty much it, yeah. And he rode a golf cart everywhere he ever went. Like, to the bathroom, he rode a golf cart. Yeah, I mean, bring the golf cart inside. (laughs) Beep, beep. But that was the good days. But, But the thing is, you bump into people that say things that, you know, like, it just kills me about selling cars and buying cars and not so much with the new stuff there's ones with the new ones and we'll get into that too but that you hear that people say are the things that people put in ads that make no sense like probably one of my favorites and i can throw this one in right quick one of my all-time favorites low mileage now if it's a 2015 car and it's got 25,000 miles on it that's low mileage okay i got you if it's an 88 Monte Carlo with 174,000 miles on it, that's not low mileage anymore. <laughs> now, granted, if you do 15 to 18,000 miles a year, which is the average, and times it times 40 years, 
Yeah, it's not going to have 3.7 million. It's going to, but it right. has 172. Yeah, but that's still a lot of miles. Like yeah, that car, exactly. I don't care it, if it's a 21 Model T. If it's gone that many miles, it's gone a lot of miles. Exactly. It's not low mileage anymore. <laughs> it drives me insane. Like I just want to. I have no interest in the car, but I want to send them an email and like you're dumb. Yeah, yeah. You know, below average miles. Okay. Yeah, I mean, what? I mean, did it what break down a lot? Or I mean, I mean, why? That one kills me. Like it drives me nuts. Anything with six digits in it is not low miles anymore. Right, right. If if, the, if it's rolled over, yeah, exactly. You're no longer at low mileage. Yeah, that's not low mileage. <laughs> if anymore. you get an exemption on your taxes, <laughs> <laughs> but people put that in their ads. I know it's because people are, are stupid. Or rare. Rare is the one that kills me. That's what I was going to say next. Oh, you mean not very popular when it was new? <laughs> <laughs> or, or you know, I mean, like it's rare. I mean. Yeah, it's a 83 Mustang GLX. Yeah, more like odd, but okay, we'll go with that. And stuff like that's not even rare, and that would be, like, if it was an 83 GT, that is rare. They only made, like, of the convertibles, I think, 557. That qualifies as rare. A GLX? No, the fact that, Richard, you know, was my- your office next to the preacher? Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're throwing out numbers. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Oh, I tell you what, hold that thought. Guys, we have got so many funny things to talk about, and we're going to probably say some things that you caught yourself reading yourself in sales ads right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. The things that drive us crazy, the sellers and the buyers, right here. Hang tight. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts, of course, in the studio, as always, because he has perfect attendance. Hot Rods and Happy Hour, financial analyst slash numbers guru, Richard Hoskins. What is happening, Houston, Texas, in honor of the late President George H.W. Bush being laid to rest, I guess, tomorrow? Yeah, I think tomorrow. That dude's taking a tour, man. Yeah, yeah, really. He's traveled more since he passed last week than... I'll be honest with you, he's doing more dates than 38 special this year. That's true, that's true. I'm telling you. Rest in peace, Mr. President. Yes, sir, yes, sir. But... We're talking about car guys selling things or, or cars for sale. The, I mean, the sellers, the ba- I hate some of the things people say when they're selling and buying, but we're talking about selling right now. And we were talking about rare. That's it's 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 super rare. What's super rare? rare I like my steak rare. Rare is a double edged sword. Uh, rare doesn't always mean desirable. Um, when's the last time you've seen one? That's that's a good one. Um, and now, mind you, you're this is coming from somebody that drives a Dodge Murata. <laughs> <laughs> but if that guy had said that, there's to people me, <laughs> with Mopars that it, with Mopar in the '80s that didn't see one. Exactly, exactly. I mean, I love the car, but if that dude had thrown a pitch at me like that, I think I'd have probably had to just walk away. You know what? Just can't make it work. Can't do it. Can't do it. Super rare, rare. Or, like you had a good one when we were off airs earlier, you were saying this one, sure to go up in value. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a big speculation. Well, technically, all your collector cars will go up in value to some extent. Based on inflation. Yes. But some is because of the cost of living has went up is the reason the prices went up. And some is because it does have true value. And, you know, like like being said, you know, you get those guys. Well, I was watching Barrett Jackson the other night, and they had one just like it. And keep in mind, they're selling a 75 Le Mans. What would you say? Le Mans four-door. Four-door Le Mans. 
And they were selling one just like it, except it was a 70 and it was a GTO convertible that was owned by Wayne Newton. But otherwise, it brought 150 grand. This one right here would bring 25 all day. That's that's a bargain. I mean, I mean, what do what do people think? Like, does that really work? Barrett Jackson really, really, really hurt that. Um, especially when Barrett Jackson first got huge. Every '67 Camaro in the world was worth at least 50 grand. Well, yes, and this is the thing. No, I don't think Barrett Jackson hurt it. I think television hurt. Yeah, yeah. Because they only show the big sales. Now, keep in mind, you're like, well, what are you talking about, Rob? They show the whole auction. No, they don't show the whole auction. They only show the hot nights. Right. Where all the big money stuff, nice cars. I mean, you got to keep in mind, Friday night, Saturday night, Thursday night, these cars, that's that's when the auction's the busiest. That's when they bring, you know, the headliners and the big stuff. Let's face it. The only people watching Barrett Jackson on Sunday have hangovers. Exactly. And the guys there on Tuesday are used car dealers. And going I love back and it forth. on Sunday. Well, I like it on Sunday. I like it on Tuesday. I'm, I'm that guy. I love an auction. Yeah. But they see these cars and they're like, you know, well, man, this Camaro brought 150 grand. Yeah, it's a Copo. That's why. Right, right. You know, it's not. The, you know, you, the one you have on center blocks beside your single wide is not that car. Right, right. The one you have in the backyard is not the same. The one that your dog lives in currently <laughs> is not it. But, and then you'll have that. And so I don't think, I don't blame Bear Jackson. I mean, I'm glad their cars are bringing that value because they have the quality of cars that do bring Absolutely. that value. Absolutely. They're the best of the best. But if you were there on Tuesday when the cameras weren't rolling and you seen the 67 Camaro with, you know, dodgy paintwork and, yeah, it looks good from about 20 foot back, you know, those cars bring about what they're really worth. Yeah, that's when you find your Shelby Chargers and stuff like that it's on Tuesdays. I'd like that's to go when on. the Pontiac Le Mans come rolling in. I want to go on a Tuesday. <laughs> that's when the Marauders come out. <laughs> <laughs> well, Richard got a little weak in the knees just then. Hey, hey, I'm I'm a stickler for Marauder right now. I'm, I'm all about you. it. Now you you found now this. I have to share a story with everybody. So, Richard, you know, we'll text back and forth through the week, and he sent me a message that that put joy in my heart. This guy was like a kid at Christmas. He found an ultra-rare Barada trunk emblem. And, like, this is the holy grail of Barada things. You can't find It's probably the one that came off my damn car. (laughs) They got a $10 ransom for it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I said, I'd have paid him a hundred. <laughs> Fortunately, I didn't have to. I didn't mention that. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, ten bucks though. But it's the hardest, you better have a dick lid attached to it. The hardest thing to find for that card. I found it today at work, and I was so excited. Like my manager's walking, and you're like, "Hey, what's going on? I found my emblem." <laughs> like, <laughs> he was excited. Super. <laughs> this is what I do at work. But, you know, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong. There's worse things. You could be looking at way worse things. Well, you, I do that on my phone. You could, you could be looking at way better things, too. But, the, uh, yeah, that's, but, you know, and that's the thing about the, the people get, because something's old, doesn't necessarily guarantee it's rare or it's collect Or it's valuable. Or collectible. It's collectible. Yeah. yeah. Who exactly? If it says collectible on it, guess what? It's not collectible. Right, right. Like the collector's edition Corvettes that they made like fourteen thousand of. I'll be honest with you. You know what? I saw one actually just the other week on Facebook Marketplace. Every nineteen seventy eight collector's edition Corvette you see has less than fifty thousand miles on it. Nobody drove them. Everybody put them up. 
It's because everybody knew how rare they were. Exactly. They're, but I found the most clapped out 78 pace car vet you've ever seen in your life. This thing is literally laying in the woods. And I almost bought it for six grand because that's the rare one. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one you want. Just get it running. It looks like somebody jumped a bridge and just left it where it laid. (laughs) I'm like, yeah. Keep your six thousand mile one. It it just cracks me up, man. Uh, Right now, I'm bringing a trailer. For instance, there's a 2014 Challenger RT Classic Edition, six speed. With 600 miles on it that they're now, auctioning. Now, what is it now? A challenge. 2014 Challenger 5.7 RT with 600 miles on it. And they're auctioning it off. And uh, people are guessing what it's going to bring. I said, well, what's a leftover 18 bringing? Deduct 10 grand. Exactly. It's a used car. Yeah, it's just a used car. It doesn't have any miles on it. I was explaining this. Like, who, and it's got a loan on it. Who finances a car, a run-of-the-mill car that's just like... 50,000 others, finances it, and then puts it away. This is my thing with it. This is, this is, if if the Challenger was a limited edition model, you know, like let's say they made it like the Prowler, or the Viper even, which they made a lot of Vipers, but, but just saying, if it made it like that, eh, I can understand. But this isn't even like the big boy Challenger. Not no. that that matters, because they made tens of thousands of those too. Well, and that's the thing that kills me about it is is Mopar has just flooded the market with these things. Yeah, the special editions. Oh well, I mean every package known to man. I tell you what, we got a commercial break coming up. We got way more coming at you right here. The things we hate to see in sales ads, right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts, and of course in the studio we got the professor himself. Richard Hoskins. What's going on, Jackson, Mississippi? That's what I'm screaming. All right. So now we're talking about the things that people say, the stupid things that people say, selling and buying cars. But we got off on a little tangent about a bring a trailer auction on a 14 Dodge Challenger 6B RT mm-hmm. that they're selling with 600 miles on it. Yep. And he said it's got to lean against it. It's got to lean against it. But they're but this right here is they're treating it like a collectible car. Who wants a six hundred mile Challenger? I mean, I would as long as it was made last year. But no, but I mean, a four year old six yeah. five now. Yeah, technically five model years. I, I don't know. I don't know what the end game is in getting rid of it. I mean, nobody can be stupid enough to think they're going to make money on it. And there's a broker that's selling it. All right. So I'm going to fill you guys in on what a broker is. A broker is basically a third party that steps in to negotiate the deal or selling the car. Do you want Rob's version of a broker? Somebody that doesn't have enough money to be have the capital to buy their own cars, so they sell other people's for them. That's... I used to be a broker. You know what? You know why I was a broker? Because I didn't have the money to buy cars. That's why I was selling people's cars for them. But the uh, I would tell you my whole brokerage's name, but I would probably not because if you Google it, it's not the best. But anyway, <laughs> it's you see what I'm getting at though. It's it's a it, that that's when, when anybody says you know a broker of some type, I'm just like ugh, middleman, yeah. like scum of the earth. Like this is. And, and, and I've got the best analogy for this, and i got a feeling some of this is going to get cut out for radio, but Patrick isn't paying attention, so I'm going to go with it. Go with it. All right. So, this is how I look how our broker deal goes down. You've got a buyer, a broker, and a seller. All right? So, you got the three the three people in the party. 
okay, imagine you and your better half, and you bring a third party in. It's not going to end well. Somebody's going to get their feelings hurt. Same idea goes for the broker in the sale. You see what I'm getting at? Wait a minute. So, uh, Everybody right, can't ca- win. All right, I'm all caught up now. Okay. <laughs> Were you daydreaming again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you see what I'm getting at. Like, like It's just like it, it's one too many roosters in the hen house, I guess is the best way to say it. Yeah. Too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, those are much cleaner than anything that I was going to come up with. <laughs> but I'm actually kind of proud of myself. Those that are really good. I'm clean. proud of you, too. Uh, those are good for I'm, you. I'm like, man, it's like turning over a new leaf over here. But but that's the deal with brokers to me. No, I mean, there's some brokers. They're okay, guys. They, 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 they can pull some things and make things happen that others can't. But at the end of the day, you're selling somebody else's stuff. Yeah, they serve a purpose in that some people don't want to sell cars. Some people don't want to negotiate their own purchase. So, I mean, they serve a purpose. Yeah, they do. For a so special, does doorstops. Yeah, for a special market of <laughs> folks that can't negotiate a deal with themselves, then, you know, for a small fee, they'll do it for them. Yeah, and then, but that small fee is a part of it. Well, and another thing you got to think about in the negotiations of the deal and all this stuff, their cut's still coming out of this. And, you know, of course, the more money it brings, the more money they make. And. Yes and no. I don't. I. I'm I've played both sides of it. So, I, and I mean, I'm just riding the fence. Stir, I'm stirring the pot right now. So, I'll just we're going to move on before I offend every broker in the country. <laughs> Worthless mother. Anyway, so <laughs> whenever I'm trying to buy a car and Patrick's a broker face. and a broker is involved, I caught myself when a broker is involved. I normally walk away from the deal. Yeah, I'm, I'm just because you instantly know there's markup in it. Yeah, and there's going to be a standoffishness in, this in is the, the deal thing. anyway. If I'm buying a car and I feel like I left you enough money to buy lunch, I feel like I haven't done my job in negotiating. Now, if I'm buying a car and I left enough money to pay this guy and you, I definitely didn't do my job. Right, right. Yeah, anyone that knows how to negotiate, that's not the way to do it. If I cut you another $100, you were going to call the police on me. That's my stopping point. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know. That car just it. it, it who, and then the car. I who mean, finances just uh you know reg, I mean, you know pretty car, but just I mean, a regular fine. Challenger RT finances it and then puts it away. Exactly. It, I, I mean, mean well, was this? I know I make fun of the people with Hellcats that did it, but at least I get that. Yeah, I mean, I mean it, it didn't it really is. work out very well for them. No, thanks, Dodge. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but this is the thing with that. It's a. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, so they bought kind of like a, a mediocre car, and they put it... It almost makes you wonder what the story is with that car. If it was some kind of leftover, like far as like a year-end leftover deal, or something like that, maybe, you know, just back stock or something. Well, but still, there's a loan on it, though. So. Yeah, I mean, somebody eventually bought it, but, I mean, like, they probably bought it fairly cheap compared yeah, to... Maybe, maybe. A 16 model, you know, we got this 14 that somebody ordered or whatever, ain't ever sold it, especially a small dealership, you know, just... It that could sell a lot. And I'd say more than likely, that's how it started with the low miles. And then somebody probably just put it up, you know? But, uh, you know, and hoping, you know, that... Four years later, it would go up in value. <laughs> Forty years from now, you may be on to something. Four, I, I don't even it. think so, man. The 5.7 is the most common engine sold in the new Challenger. Yeah. It's a truck motor from 2002. And no offense, it's a great motor. I don't mean that to be offensive, but I mean, this is not the car that you put away. It's a car that you drive. You drive the wheels off it and you enjoy it. This is not an investment. It's a used car with no miles on it. 
And then you see, you bring up a good point there. It's a used car. I love how you how you said that. Now this is how this is, and I actually had this discussion this week with a guy. All right, I've got a little C10 truck I'm selling, which when well, no, I not, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I have a C10 truck that I'm selling. Well, I had a guy that's interested in it. And I ain't even posted it online yet because I'm trying to shoot some YouTube videos with it because the last two I sold them before I even got the video done. So I'm like, I'm not even going to post it till I'm done filming with it. Cool little truck, air ride, yada, yada. So, we got the truck. Well, this kid comes up. And when I say, I'm old enough now that I can call people in their 20s kids. This kid comes up, pulls up in a little C5 Z06 vet. All right. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Got a nice set of wheels on it, whatever. Sounded good. Pulls up, gets out, loves the truck. He's all about it. He's been looking for a C10. He's looking for a classic. Love it. Just so happens I got one in stock. Loves my truck. He says, how would you trade on my Z06? And I said, I don't deal in used cars. He said, it's a Corvette. I said, no, it's a used car. And he gave me that that kind of like that Jimmy Carter look. You know, like, <laughs> just that confused look. And this is, I had to explain to him. I had to break it down. I said, let old rabbit take you to school right quick. Hang on. So just, I said, try to stick with me. I said, all right. Your 2003 model car. He said, but it's a Z06. I said, your 2003 model car. It's a 15-year-old car. It doesn't matter what it is. Insert any 2003 model. It could be Illumina at this point. It don't matter. But anyway, you take your 2003 car, it's dropping like a rock. I said, the longer mine sits, it's going up. The longer yours sits, it's going down. And I said, if you want proof of that, what I'm asking for this truck, I can finance today or five years from now on it. Finance the same amount on your car for five in five years. That you know what I'm saying. He goes, well, you can't do this. Worthless. I said, exactly, exactly. You're, I said, yours is perishable. You got a head of lettuce. That's what you have. <laughs> this is a classic. And, and I mean, I hate to tell him his stuff was. I mean, it's not crap. I just it's don't, a cool car. I, I've, I've, it's a cool used car. I've done. I've done my time pushing late model cars. I don't. I don't sell late model cars. I sell classic cars. So, you know what I'm saying? So, I'd explain to him. Said, he said, what, how would you trade? And I said, listen, buddy. The offer that I'm going to make you is going to be so low that it's going to insult you. And I said, your best bet is to find somebody that loves this car. And they're, and they're out there. Of course. It's a cool Z06 vet. It's a very cool car. Sell that to them and come buy my truck. That's the best thing for you to do. Absolutely. And yeah, if your car is still in the regular NADA book and it's still going down in value. Exactly. And and I mean and the thing is, there's very few new cars that are the exception to that rule. I can't think of one currently. American cars, there's not one. Yeah, I mean like Ferrari. Or maybe the Ford GT. Maybe that that that's something maybe. Maybe that's a big maybe that's I don't a big think maybe. they're gonna do what the last and even, ones did. And even the Ferraris and the Lambos, they still got that little drop. I mean, so they're they're still gonna come down a Unless little Unless you're talking about like a speciale or something like that. But and, yeah, and you, now we're in, you can't buy one of those for sticker new, so it's moot. Exactly. So but I mean I had to explain that to this kid. And and, and, and he understands. I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to be, you know, a, a bad person about it. I'm not trying to insult him, I'm just saying this car is is losing value. Why do I want something that's got an expiration date on it? Yeah, problem is everybody loves their car, and, and when you love something, true. you overvalue it. See, I don't love that C10. I look at that C10 as stock. Is this week's C10? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's this week's C10. Not to be confused with last week's or the week of next. 
And, and that's the way I look at it. It's stock. There's no love there. This is, this is a sales tool. But that's how it goes. i tell you what else goes. These commercial breaks, man. We get on a roll. Stop again. We got Patrick waving his arms. I didn't even say a cuss word that time. Uh, he's doing something else with his arms now. Oh, I'm telling you. All right, guys, hang tight. We got a lot more Hot Rods and Happy Hour headed your way. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. And, of course, in the studio, as always, Hot Rods and Happy Hour financial analyst slash numbers guru slash sales guru slash all things automotive. The professor himself, Mr. Richard Hoskins. What is happening in Laguna Beach, California? That's what I'm screaming. Boy, I tell you, I wish we were in Laguna Beach. Man, I'll tell you what, I just went outside. Good Lord, I'd sell my soul to be in Laguna Beach right now. Oof, brr. It's cold in Greenville. It, it is. ain't supposed to be this cold. It came either. out of nowhere, too. Yeah, it's like wintertime. Hate it. Uh, it's like it's December. Like we need to be partying on an island with Jimmy Buffett. Oh, that, you know, I mean, he sounds like a fun guy. It's probably warm wherever he's at. Well, five o'clock somewhere, I guess, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And sunny. And sunny and warm. So, we're talking about the stupid things that people selling cars say. And the buyers buying cars say. Buyers are not free of blame here No, 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 no. We're equal opportunity offender here at Hot Rods and Happy Hour. We're going to make fun of all of you. So, we were talking about this, and I've got a good one for you. And I've actually seen this one a few times. And my buddy Doug from Switch Cars in Ohio, we were talking about this. And I asked him, I said, what's one thing that sellers and buyers say that drive you crazy? And he had a great one. Every Cobra kit car he's ever been attempted, somebody's offered to him, has always been the best one ever built. And come to think about it, every one, they've said that. Yeah, and you know we're not talking about a real complex machine. I mean, it's not a real hard one to nail. No, <laughs> if the doors close, you pretty much got it. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, these are cars that were race cars that you're replicating. Uh, that Carroll Shelby didn't care how well they were screwed together as long as they went fast. Exactly. Well, I lo- and I love Cobra kit cars. I think they're cool. They are cool, but. Having a Cobra kit car to me is, I like them, <clears throat> but it seems like you see so many. Like, yeah. it's the go-to. It's almost as much as it is a car enthusiast vehicle. It's just not even, like, necessarily for car people just, but just hobby people. Oh, yeah. Just guys that want to build something. Yeah, and, and they are cool for that. You know, Factory 5 and all the kits yeah, out there and all that stuff. they are. They're awesome. I'd love to drive someone else's. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, you know, so it's the best one ever built. Yeah. And, it's, and and that gets me there. Or like their painter. My painter's the best in the country. I've met a lot of painters. And some are way better than others, I assure you. But everybody's painter's the best. Yeah. I've actually caught myself saying that a few times. I mean, if you can paint any car that someone brings you for $700. <laughs> That's, or, you know, this thing's slick as glass. No, it's not. Nah. Usually if they say that, it isn't. <clears throat> Laying down paint is hard also. Uh, you know, even if you watch like these shows, he's like Ken Dig and all that. Yeah. Like if you look at their cars before they start, you know, working it, uh, color sander and all that, you can still see imperfections because they're going to be there. Yeah, it's part of it. And I'll tell you something else. I don't care how good that painter is, but the body man's not there. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. I mean, you might, it's like the best cheeseburger in the world on a dirty plate. <laughs> 
I mean, it's the truth, though. Yeah. The body man makes the painter. Yeah, yeah. The painter is like the rock star, is like the guitarist. He's the lead guitarist. He's the lead singer, the painter is. So he gets all the glory and all the chicks. But the body man's like the backup, you know, the drum, the rhythm section. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But these are the guys that make the magic happen. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. It, I don't know, man. Uh, people, I don't even know what to say. Nobody is the best at anything. Oh, because the second maybe you haven't met my painter, he's uh, the best. The second you become the best, somebody else just became better. Well, exactly, and that one that one tickles me. Or you know, people say the stupidest thing about restorations and things like that. Like, I love my favorite. My one of my favorites is when people compare new cars to like collector car paint. It gets no slicker than factory paint. Apparently, you have yeah. not. L- <laughs> You've never seen an unrestored car, have you? One of the coolest things ever I've ever seen in auto body class in my life. We had a GM rep there, and he was a paint rep for General Motors. He may have been with DuPont or PPG or something like that. But uh, he uh, he took a brand new car, and they took a six inch hole saw and drilled a hole in the fender, drilled a hole in the door, drilled a hole in the quarter panel, drilled a hole in the trunk, and did each panel of that car like that. And they took those circles and put them up on a wall. The shade variations between the panels was, I mean, there's 30 shades between all those panels. And that's a factory paint car. It passed inspection. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to think, General Motors isn't, you know, like stepping back and got to get it just right. No, the robot went Yeah, and then move the next one in. Exactly. I mean, it's close, and it's good. And it's good. For the volume, it's great. For a new regular car... Factory paint's great, yeah. but it's there. It does get better. It, it, it gets way better. That one, that one kills me. There, when they compare, like nothing's like new car paint. I don't know. My painter's pretty good, you know. <laughs> I, that that one that one gets me pretty good. Or like the rust situation. Well, it's got a little bit of rust, but it's not bad. Rust is bad. No, no, any rust is bad. You know, I mean, and there's some worse than others, obviously. Yeah, yeah. It's like my good friend Chip, old big for nothing's looking for a Volkswagen, and he's cheap. Good like, luck finding one of those without rust. Man, well, I mean, but the thing is, Volkswagens. I mean, like I was, you could buy these cars for three grand. It seemed like four years ago. He's showing me these cars that need floor pans and heater channels, and all this stuff, and we don't have a straight panel on them, and they want five grand for them. I'm talking about like single, I mean, not, not dual ports or anything like that. Nothing special. And they're bringing crazy money now. But yeah. he showed me that. He said, man, I can buy this bug right here for $3,500. And I'm thinking to myself, he said, all it needs is heater channels and floor pans. Oh, That stuff doesn't <laughs> fall in. You know that. <laughs> that's I mean, the heater channels, I mean, that's... That's pretty intense stuff. That's probably more intensive than the floor pans on a, on a bug. Exactly. And I mean, you know, and I'll be honest with you, if you've got a bug with the best heat in the world, it's not that great. It's not good. Yeah. I mean, it's, I guess it's warm at best. It's, I don't know, it's kind of like an old CJ with heat, you know, like <laughs> it'll kind of knock the chill off, sort of. If it's not too cold. Right. But, and that's another one. And that's the thing. If somebody ever tells you they have a Volkswagen good heat, they're lying to you. Yeah, no. They, they didn't come with good heat. No, just by the very design and the way that their heat system works and the fact that it's an air-cooled engine, <laughs> it, they, they don't heat well. No, at all. The uh, 
But that's a, that's one that drives me insane. Like just insane. Or that, or people like give stupid speculations on fuel mileage. Yeah, that one drives me nuts. When they try to tell you, man, I got a three hundred five Chevrolet truck that gets thirty miles to the gallon. You're lying. No, you don't. No, you don't. Period. You're lying. I'll tell you this right now. I got a 318 Dodge that gets about 11 miles to the gallon. With a two-barrel on Yeah, with a two-barrel. <laughs> no. that, that, I hate it when people, oh, yeah, that thing does this, this, and this. No, it don't. It doesn't. That's back to the Bear Jackson thing. Nope. Nope. I saw what. Nope. No, you didn't. You're making it up. <laughs> That's what you're doing. You're either making it up or embellishing. Embellishing is the really, really, really soft way to put that. They're lying to you. Straight up. I mean, yeah. this is, goes right there with the Easter Bunny. You know? I mean, this is just a figment of your imagination. Well, every car that somebody's selling is the best one for sale. Well, the ones I sold was. But you know well, what yeah, I mean. But that's different. I mean, it is different. I mean, that's I mean, I sold good stuff. I mean, I only sold the best horses in many events. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> it's leaking. <laughs> it's not leaking. It's marking its territory. <laughs> <laughs> it's not leaking. It's it's getting the excess out. Exactly. It was over full. But I don't know. I'm. It, it drives me crazy. And I tell you, I want to switch gears a little bit and go to a seller issue. Well, you know what? You know, I think we are going to switch gears because you know why? Because we got a commercial break coming up, and I don't want to get started in this and have to stop right in the center of it. We got a whole hour to go. That's what I'm screaming, guys. I tell you what, we're talking about the dumb things that buyers and sellers say about cars right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. 